Welcome to the Pure and Simple Podcast, where the real truth is made clear. Here are your hosts, Jacob Bain and Mark Hicks. All right, welcome to another podcast. I'm here with Mark Hicks and yep. Mark Matchin. Hello. So double the trouble. Hello. <laughs> We've got two Marks today. Uh, could you introduce yourself a little bit, Mark? I am Mark Matchin. I pastor at Life of Faith Church here in Birmingham, Alabama. That's right. Mm. <laughs> and he's our, he's my pastor. He used to be Mark's pastor. He's Still my pastor. <laughs> 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 but yeah, we, we love him. And, uh, you know, uh, Nations Arise Ministries is birthed out of Life of Faith Church. And it's actually, uh, this is where our home church is. So mm-hmm. we're excited to have him on the show. And uh, we are growing in this, but uh, it's been exciting uh, uh, to share the word with yep. Mark and uh, various people that we bring on the show. Yeah. Uh, but today we're actually going to be speaking about something uh, pretty interesting. It's uh, the difference between religion and relationship. Amen. And I think it's important to paint the difference. It doesn't mean that religion is a bad word, but it, sometimes it can sound like a bad word to people that are in grace. When sometimes. I get done today, it's going to be a bad word. <laughs> <laughs> it depends on what your definition of religion is. That's yes. right. That's right. <laughs> yes. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And um, for me, um, I still use it sometimes, but it does irk me a little bit because of my past. You know, I did, I did actually come out of a religious background, mm-hmm. and I didn't have the understanding that I have today. Uh, so I went through some things uh, because of religion. And the bad side of religion. Yeah. So what you're saying is you have RTSD. Yes. Religion traumatic syndrome. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I actually knew what you was going to say. <laughs> but that's true. Um, I, I went through that. And so sometimes when I hear some of the things that um, uh, kind of made me go through some bad times in my past, it, it irks me. But I don't have to stay there. And that's what this discussion is about, is to, to get set free from uh, religious thinking and, and right. also to heal the wounds. You know, I mean, we all probably had wounds from church and mm-hmm. things like that. And, and uh, you know, I don't have it all together, but uh, we're, we're working towards it. Yeah. And we're talking through the truth together. And, and that's what this is about. So if you're listening today, um, know that we're not trying to offend anyone when we talk about religion. Because uh, we, we do, you know, we do have a belief system, yeah. and that's what, to me, what uh, overall is what religion means. But we're going to talk more about that and dive into it. Uh, but um, first of all, what does religion mean to you, Mark? Well, uh, <laughs> religion. Mark Hicks. I mean, I don't know how we're going to do this. <laughs> well, you know, um, I came to the grace of God in 2010, and um, when I did, I learned about a definition of the word religion, and this this is currently what it means to me. And it's a Latin word, uh, re, re, and then legion. So you got re, obviously it means to to do something over, and then legion, it means bondage. I'm going to read it to you. It says, a return to bondage. The word religion is traced to the Latin, meaning religion, meaning to rebind. And so um, you might say, why, why Latin? Because, you know, there's some Latin in the Bible, too. Um, a lot of Catholicism was uh, tra- traced in the Bible also. So the word religion, to me, means to return in bondage. Um Paul also talked about the uh, Jews' religion, you know, the Jews' religion. Um, it's in Galatians 1.13 and 1.14. It says, you've heard about my former conduct in Judaism. In fact, let's just take, let me go back and do it from the King James Version right here real quick. So he says, you've heard about my convert conversation in times past in the Jews' religion. Uh, how, or excuse me, now that beyond measure, I persecuted the church of God and wasted it. And then verse 14, and profited in the Jews' religion above many uh, this is King James, by the way, my equals in my own 
nation, more uh, being more exceedingly zealous of the traditions of my father. So, you know, what stood out about, you know, about these verses when he said the Jews religion. That's right. Um, there's many religions out there, guys. I mean, you got Buddhism, you got, uh, you know, uh, Islam, Christianity. You, you know, I don't, I don't consider Christianity religion no more. I consider relationship, but, but there's just so many religions out there. And I really like that definition that it means to return to bondage because in my experience in my life and the religion that I was involved in, I was in heavy bondage. Mm-hmm. So that's, that was my experience. That's right. And, and the word that he said that religion came from, from the Latin word, I, I think uh, the reason why uh, it, it came from that word is because the Bible originally was in Latin before it was in English. Was. Am I correct? Is that, is that there, right? Well, there is some. Yeah, you know, it, start, it started in Greek. started in Greek and yeah. then moved to, right. you know, there was a Latin translation. Yeah. Vulgate, but yeah. the, the, the Bible that we have today was translated from the Greek, Greek. Right. not ah, from Latin. Okay. Right. So let's clarify that then. Uh, so if religion, you know, the, the translators, did they go back to the Greek and, instead? Okay. They did. So there, there's actually, there's a positive side to the word religion. Okay. So in the book of James, yes, it says pure religion, pure religion. and undefiled exactly. before God looks like this. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and so what you see from that Greek word is... Religion can mean one of two different things. Mm-hmm. Correct. Religion and and the way that we see its effect in church today and the way that we see its effect in most people's lives mm-hmm. is exactly what Mark Hicks is talking about. Exactly. Yeah. And that is it, it, it creates bondage. Mm-hmm. Okay. So let's – I want to expand on Mark's definition for just a moment. Sure. Okay. And then we can come into and contrast – Mm-hmm. what pure religion, yes. the good side is, exactly. so that we know in a grace context, Amen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, don't have to, we don't have to expel the word from our vocabulary. <laughs> mm-hmm. We can reclaim it. That's right. Don't like throw that. the baby out with the bathwater. That, that's exactly like right. That. Reclaim it. I like that. We can, we can reclaim it. Yeah. Like it's kind of like reclaiming grace. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, uh, but in, in the negative context, what happened is in, in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, the Jewish law, so when he, when he talked about the Jews' religion, what it was, it was ceremonial worship. Right. It was the doing of rules, regulations. It's the keeping of commandments mm-hmm. to earn favor with God, mm-hmm. to earn the blessing of God, mm-hmm. and just a short way that you can define that is look at Deuteronomy chapter 28. Right. So in Deuteronomy 28, Mm -hmm. what the law said and what God said is, if you're able to do all of my commands and keep all of these things, then these blessings will come on you. That's right. And and so under that structure, that religious structure, it required people to keep every single command so that they could experience the blessing of God. That's right. But— what you find out is nobody was able to do that. That's right. As yeah. a matter of fact, Peter said it this way. There was this great debate. Oh, this is where it gets good. <laughs> yes, okay. Yes. There was this great debate mm-hmm. because what we find, and I know that you guys have probably already talked about this, but there's this huge contrast between what Jesus came to do versus the 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 structure and the religion that Israel had been under for hundreds of years. Yes. And so you find in John chapter 1 that it says that, that Jesus was full of grace and truth. Yes, It says the law, commandments, 
religion, this bondage that mm-hmm. you're talking about, it came through Moses. Yes. But grace and truth came through Jesus. In That's other good. words, there's a huge contrast yes. between these two. Yes. And so what happened, think about Peter, James, John, the disciples that grew up in this Jewish religion. Yes. That grew up having to keep all of these commandments, all of these ordinances. And here's what happens with religion. And this is what happened even in Jesus's day. People will never stick to just the written word of God. That's right. They'll always add to. When you start looking at a list that you have to keep to please God mm-hmm. and to experience his blessing, that list will only grow over time. Wow. It'll never shorten. That's right. Talmud. Yeah. <laughs> the so what happened is is the Jew is the Would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Talmud. Um, why don't you, Mark? Why don't you explain what you mean by the Talmud? Well, it was basically the, the Jews, in just in a simple definition, they developed a book and they also added to what Moses had already written, mm, and okay. they and basically made it to where they could quote unquote keep certain things. You know, um, even Jesus busted them on that when he was talking about uh, Corbin. What's that verse that said when he said Corbin? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. You yep. know, you try to do these things and you but you find ways around it, you know. Right. <laughs> yeah. They were trying to they had these traditions that they wanted to keep. And right. then, you know, the certain way they washed their hands, their washing of cups and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh so I actually had that pulled up right now. But that was in uh, Mark chapter seven, verse mm-hmm. five. Um but it says uh, the Pharisees and scribes asked Jesus, why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat bread with unwashed hands? I believe you should wash your hands, but this was more of a ceremonial thing. <laughs> Especially today. <laughs> exactly. And uh, he said, uh, he answered and said to them, well, did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites as, as it is written, uh, this people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. And in vain do they worship me, teaching the doctrines and commandments of men. For laying aside the commandment of God, you hold to the tradition of men, uh, the washing of pitchers and cups and many other things you do, um, such things you do. But you say, if a man says to his father or mother, whatever profit you might receive from me is Corbin, mm-hmm. that is a gift to God. Then you no longer let him uh, do anything for his father or mother, making the word of God of no effect through your tradition which you have handed down, and many such things you do. That's good. So our traditions or traditions of men can actually make the Word of God no effect in our lives, yeah. right? That's exactly right. And so what happened is uh, the, the, the Jewish nation, mm-hmm. they begin to elevate the oral tradition that's right. over the written Word of God. Ooh, that's good. And this mm-hmm. is exactly what... This is exactly what Jesus is talking about. Yes. And so this is my point, that even in, so if you're a Christian and you're in church and you, you know, and we've, we've all come from different backgrounds, and what happens is we begin uh, to, to find out these are the commandments you're supposed to keep, these are the laws you're supposed to do, all of these kinds of things. It never stops there. That's right. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and so they had this great debate in Acts chapter 15. It's a good one. Because, again, Peter, James, John, all of them, they were, 
they were uh, they, they grew up in the Jewish religion. That's right. They grew up keeping all of these things. Mm-hmm. And so there was this great debate that as the Gentiles, mm-hmm. the, the non-Jewish nations began to receive the word of God and begin to be saved by grace, mm-hmm. well, then they came along and said, well, now that you're saved, you have to keep the law, you have to <laughs> be circumcised, you have to do all of these things that That's we've right. had to do our whole life. And they started adding the rules and the regulations. That happens in church today. Oh, gosh. <laughs> it's the great bait and switch. It is. Come to Jesus. Receive the free gift. Yes. He will save you from your sin, and he, he's got a great life plan for you, and, and all of those things. You can go to heaven, and, and then so somebody says, yes, sign mm-hmm. me up for that. Yep. And then you come into church and say, now, I need you to keep this rule, this rule, <laughs> this rule. Make sure you're tithing every week. Make sure you're doing this. Make sure it's like... Wait a minute, where's the no strings attached right, policy exactly. that comes from heaven? That's right. Because over time, mm-hmm. people, creatures of habit, they add conditions and rules mm-hmm. to their lives. That's right. And so to finish this part up, Acts 15, they had a great debate in the early church. Yes, they did. And it's worth reading. But and and it, it's interesting that they there was pretty strong debate and contention. Do we do do we not? And it went on for a while till Peter finally stepped up. And let me just read it. Yeah. This is so powerful because. What verse are you starting with? Well, let's see. Let's look at verse. Hmm. <laughs> I just love this. Verse 7. Now, Peter's just this awesome guy that he, he, just, mm-hmm. told, he just told it like it is. Yeah. And it says, when there had been much dispute, Peter rose up and said to them, men and brethren, and you know that a good while ago, God chose among us that by my mouth, (laughs) (laughs) Peter just kind of almost like, he's like, you know, God chose me to be the first one Uh to go to the Gentiles, that they should hear the word of God and believe. So God who knows the heart acknowledged them by giving them the Holy Spirit just as he did to us and made no distinction between us and them, purifying their hearts by faith. Amen. Now, therefore, watch this. Why do you test God by putting a yoke on the neck of the disciples, which neither our fathers nor we were able to bear? Wow. If we couldn't do it, right. if we couldn't bear it, why are you now trying to put this on everybody else? That's right. And then it says, but we believe that through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, we shall be saved in the same manner as they. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's powerful. The, yeah. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's the difference. That's the religion always wants to add rules and regulations. Yes to try to get us to get access to God. Yes. That's the negative side of it. I'll yes. let you guys comment on that. Well, it's true. I mean, it's human nature to want to add to what's already there. And like you said, I think I was listening to a minister one time, and he was talking about that. He was like, you know, it's human nature. We're always going to add to what's, <laughs> what's already there. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was talking about how 
you know, each denomination has its own rules. You know, you, you got to abide by their rules to be that denomination, you know, and it's so true. That's human, right. It's human nature to want to add to things, you know, and to, to create rules and regulations to uh, do it our way. That's right. <laughs> Amen. And, 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 and uh, I guess you could say it's, it's pride, too. Yeah. Yeah, pride. I mean, it, you're, you're puffed up. I yes. mean, you, you want to be holier than thou, or maybe you, you um, want to have the appearance of holiness to yeah. others, or maybe you think yourself that you're just a little bit better than others, and that's not good either. And control. Yeah. You know, you want to control mm-hmm. people. So. That's true. Manipulation yeah. is a big thing. Yeah. Well, religion, it, it, it helps you measure where you are compared to others. Mm-hmm. You can always look to somebody that you're better than. Oh, goodness. Mm. <laughs> and then you can always look to somebody that you're trying to achieve to be like. Yes. And and so it, it again, like what you said, it, it causes you to be puffed up. Right. But then basically everything that you receive from God is based on you. Mm-hmm. Wow. Based on your performance. That's right. Mm. And that's not what the grace of God is. Mm. That's right. Paul said it this way. He said, he said, I'm really concerned for you to the Corinthian church. Yeah. He said that he said that you are going to move away from the simplicity mm-hmm. that's in Christ. That's oh right. Goodness. Whenever the gospel becomes complicated, <laughs> it's you're off. That's yep. so good. That's so good. <laughs> when it, if, if you're trying to figure out, man, what, what what's my process? What do I do? Yes. Mm-hmm. Then, then you've just got probably moved into religion yes. instead of relationship. Amen. That's right. Amen. Okay. That's where frustration comes in too. That's right. Because eventually you're going to fail, <laughs> and you get back to looking at yourself and your performance, and then you just want to give up. And I think a lot of people go through this. Maybe most Christians go through this stage where they go to trusting in Jesus and then trusting themselves. It's like a cycle, never-ending cycle, but it doesn't have to be that way. Mm. Man, you can just trust in Jesus. Keep trusting in Jesus. Keep trusting in Jesus. And what that'll do, it'll cause you to live a, a, a better life, you know? So that brings me to what's the good definition of, re- of religion. Mm-hmm. So let's take that one scripture in the book of James. Yeah. Yeah, I got it pulled up here too. What, what does it say there, Jacob? Uh, James chapter 1, verse 26 and 27. Uh, it says, If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. That's pretty good. And then verse 27, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And, you know, when I read that, I I think about, you know, well, true religion is helping others, is serving others and putting the other person, you know, above yourself in a way. I guess you could take it that that way. Yeah, well, so true religion is the experience Expression mm-hmm. of Christ through you yeah. for others. That's Watch right. this. It's it's in the way that you serve others, mm-hmm. not in the way that you serve God. Yeah. That's good. Oh man. That's a huge <laughs> distinction right That's there. That's good. That's good. Because what we've done is we've made religion the way that we serve God. Yes. What he just defined right there is that religion is expressed in the way that you serve others. That's what I was seeing. That was good. Mm -hmm. Okay? Yes. And so you find that even when it comes to freedom and the grace of God, in Galatians chapter 5, it says, Stand fast in the liberty 
with which Christ has made you free. Okay, and in and, and the context of that, actually, Galatians is all about religion versus grace, That's religion right. versus relationship. Paul had some really strong words in, in chapter 3. Oh, yes. And he said, who has bewitched you that you would move away from basically the grace of God right. to trying to become perfect through the law or keeping the commandments or religion. Right. He said, this I want to know from you. Did you, were you saved by doing everything right or simply by believing the hearing of faith? What makes you think that having begun in faith, you can now be, you can now become perfected in what you do or your works? Exactly. Right. And so he comes, he kind of brings that full circle in, in chapter five. Stand fast. Hold on to the grace of God, the liberty, the freedom. Yes. Don't be entangled again to this yoke of bondage. Wow. But then he says this. But don't use your liberty at, for an occasion of the flesh. That's right. That's right. Yeah. In other words, it's not just, man, I'm so, I'm free. I'm free. I can do whatever I want to whenever I want to. Yeah. And it's all about me now. No. Yeah. He says, through love. Right. Now, serve one another. Right. That's right. That's, re- that's pure, undefiled religion. Yep. When you're not allowing the world to end. Because what did it say? Keep yourself unspotted That's from the right. world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In other words, I'm not going to let the world influence me. Yeah. Rather, I'm going to influence others mm-hmm. through the Christ that's on the inside of me. Right. Ooh, right. That's powerful. Yeah. It is. You know, and, and as you was talking, I was thinking about this. You know, um, every time I minister the grace of God to people, I get hit with that question. You know, are you saying I can just live in sin? And it appears that's what they were doing right there in Galatians. Because, you know, Paul said that the the, gen, uh, the Jews were coming in there and spying on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure the Jews were selling them, hey, you can't just do what you want to do. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and so Paul hit that right there at the end, too, you know. you know, uh, and, and that's amazing because I get accused of that. I get accused of the same thing, you know, of saying, hey, you can just do what you want to do. You can just no, no, <laughs> stand fast in the grace of God. And right. Don't give it a clay into the flesh. That's, yeah, well, that's Mark, the there were some yeah. things I wanted to talk to you about. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy if you think about that. They were being spied on and, and dealt with circumcision. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah. yeah how how do you, it's almost kind of like looking under the stall. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, did they ask permission or <laughs> poor Gentiles? What, what poor kind of what kind of culture? What what was their process for that? Yeah. I, that, that makes no sense. Oh what, my goodness! Well, just think about too. Didn't didn't like uh, King David? Um, he he cut off the foreskins of the Philistines. Like I think it was like thirty, and bought a wife with it. No, no, no. Something he, like no, that. No, it was more than that. Oh he, my god! No, he, it was. He was given. So Saul uh-huh. said. Bring me the foreskin. Bring me the foreskins of a hundred. Oh wow. my gosh! And you know what he did? It's pretty he gross. brought two hundred. Oh. <laughs> he enjoyed it so much. <laughs> I'm gonna go above and beyond on this one. Oh, man. Can you imagine the Philistines like, "Don't kill me, don't kill me." He said, "Well, all I need is your foreskin." <laughs> oh, kill me instead! Yeah. I'll run. Yeah. <laughs> Well, but, you know, the Bible said when he slayed the Goliath that they took off. <laughs> <laughs> they, yeah, I know what he does. I'm gone. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I think about that sometimes. I was like, you know, King David is is a great man of God. He was. He he loved God, and 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 you know, he he had a heart after God, but he did some weird stuff yeah. too. You know, <laughs> so you can't look at anybody's goodness. You have to still have to look at God's goodness because if, even if I when I look at King David, I look at all the bad things he did. I'm like, this guy, he had some issues. I think it, I'm gonna stick with a new. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, you know, his day was a different day. And there was a people trying to wipe them off the planet, you know, and kill them. And sure. So um, I don't know everything there, but that's. Well, he lived under the law. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and, and that was a temporary covenant mm-hmm. to, to really show man cannot keep God's perfect law. The Bible mm-hmm. says that the, 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 that the law was perfect right. and holy. Mm-hmm. So the issue wasn't that there was a problem with the law. That's right. Mm-hmm. The law showed mm-hmm. the the problem with man. That's right. Yep. Our inability to do everything that God would require for us to live righteous and holy and blameless. That's good. Can't, couldn't do it. Why? We were all born with an, uh, a predisposed nature to sin. That's right. And so Jesus took care of it all. Oh, wow. Because sin... See, Jesus, uh, God said that your sin has separated you from me. And so there was this barrier mm-hmm. as we tr- kind of transition from religion to relationship, right? Yeah. There was this barrier mm-hmm. between God and man, and it was this thing called sin. Yes. And, and so what the law proved is you couldn't do everything right, right. to stay in perfect relationship with God. That's so true. Okay. And so Jesus came to remove the problem. Mm-hmm. And the problem wasn't the law. That's right. The sin. problem was sin. Yeah, yep. That's right. And he took care of that. Man, we can get into that next. Yeah, that's a whole nother discussion yeah. because I would, you know, I would like to even say, you know, like well, the law, was it God's even attention to give it in the first place? Or was it because they wanted to be righteous of their own works? I have studied that out, yeah. mm-hmm. and, and I know that there's kind of a debate on yeah. either right. side. Yeah. But in my opinion, in looking at Exodus chapter 19, yes, they did say, whatever you tell us to do, we will do. Right. right. But that was in response to God already telling Moses that he was going to give the law. Mm-hmm. I think that the law was necessary to, to truly be able to set the stage mm-hmm. for Jesus to come, mm-hmm. fulfill it, mm-hmm. so that he could remove sin exactly. out of the way. Yep, yep. So sin was judged in the flesh by the law. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, by that illustration and standard, then Jesus came says, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna redeem everybody by living a perfect life." And, right. and my and that, so that would mean that I, I'm my blood is holy, and it's enough to cleanse every single person. Because Romans, what Paul said, Paul does the most amazing job in Romans describing the need for the law and what yes. his purpose was. Yes. But it said without the law, there was no knowledge of sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So essentially, if you don't have a law that says don't commit adultery, right. then you can't be judged for something. Yep. You know, for instance, I can't be judged for sitting in this room today mm-hmm. because there's no law against it. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. 
But if they were to say, no, you're not allowed to congregate with more than four people or something like that, yeah. then all of a sudden there's a law. Mm-hmm. See, so the law gives knowledge That's right. of what sin was so that Jesus could fulfill it, bring yeah. it out of the way. Yeah, right, right. And I can yeah. definitely see that. And uh, uh, that's we just opened a can of worms there, but that that's a really good topic to go into in more depth. But also I would say, yeah. too, you know, you know, the Bible says that sh- the strength of sin is in the law. It yep. is. And, it, yep. and like it just, it, uh, sin revives. The moment that you place yourself under the law, it's like the strength of sin increases over a person. Jacob, do not touch my phone <laughs> for the next 30 minutes. Oh, uh, I think I got to get that. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember um, on Facebook there was this uh, meme going around and it showed kids playing in a pool and it showed a yeah. pipeline going across the middle. And it said, do not play on the pipeline. And guess what? The picture showed every kid on that pipeline. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. Yeah. So the law- Jacob, Jacob would have never touched this phone until I tell him, you shall not do that. That's right. Yep. We're getting yep. toward the end of this podcast. We didn't um, have time to get into a relationship. That's what I really want to get into. We've been talking about religion, so we're going to do that on the next episode. Awesome. Um, but uh, I do want to say, if you if you don't know Jesus, um, now's a good time to make him the Lord of your life. And and like we've been talking about, you know, you, you need a Savior. And uh, um, it's not your righteousness that God's looking at, okay? He he. He he he's looking at Jesus, and you need Jesus. So right now, if you um, if you don't know Jesus, we say this prayer with me. So Heavenly Father, right now, uh, we just ask you to come into my life. I make you my Savior, and uh, I receive my new spirit in the name of Jesus. And I say thank you for that. Amen. If you said that, you're born again. And to everyone else, thank you for listening. And we just bless you, and you have a great week in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for tuning in to Pure and Simple Podcast. We hope you were blessed by today's message. If you'd like to support our show or ministry, please visit nationsarise.org forward slash give.